Welcome to the GMCF Podcast. My name's Dave Lewis. I'm your host for the show. We provide you an inside look at the happenings of the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. We dig deeper into the efforts, the organizations, the events, and the people in our local nonprofit world. By the way, our website, mcfks.org. The GMCF Podcast is available on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. And we also would like to invite you to subscribe or follow to the GMCF Podcast so that you can continue to keep up to date on our community's great people and organizations. We have two guests that are joining us uh, for the program today, and, and this is something that is an extremely exciting opportunity for us at the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation to be visiting with a couple of uh, shining stars in our community, and they are both here on behalf of the Boys and Girls Clubs of Manhattan. First, we're going to introduce you to Alyssa Becquerel. Alyssa is the Director of Clubhouse Services. Alyssa, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. And then we have Shalise Carter, who is, well, she is not just the Manhattan Boys and Girls Club Youth of the Year, but she is also the Kansas Youth of the Year. Shalise, it's a delight to have you on the GMCF podcast today. It's great to be here. Well, let's, uh, let's talk a bit about this Youth of the Year thing. Alyssa, because this kind of follows under your purview at the Boys and Girls Club, tell us a little bit about this Youth of the Year opportunity that you select a youth in the Manhattan District. Yeah, so Youth of the Year, it's actually one of the most prestigious award that Boys and Girls Club of America actually gives out. And so it starts at a local level. And so what they'll do is we'll pick a few local teens um, that go to our own Manhattan site and they'll get judged um, with people, not me, but people that are in the community. Um, they'll interview, they'll do a whole uh, speech process. And then from there, um, whoever wins from that goes to the regional level like Shalise did. Um, then they'll go against kids from a, against the state of Kansas. Um, and then from there, that's how we win Kansas Youth of the Year. And and through that whole process, they're also winning scholarships. They're um, getting um, outlook the, to the community. Um, people are getting to know who they are. Um, so it's a really great opportunity for our own kids to network, to give those speech experience, to have those experiences, to just help them become more leaders, to tell about their character, to tell people what Boys and Girls Club has done for them. How many years has the Manhattan chapter nominated a youth of the year from from here to the state. Twenty times we've done it now, um, and we do it every year um, actually. And it's something that's we've actually tried to spearhead because it's such it focuses so much more on that career and leadership development. And that's just something like for me it's personally, it's what I wanted to help my teen uh, program turn into. And so we've been able to do it, um, and it's been really great. Like this is actually like one of the coolest things to see her go to a state level. And Shalice is number how many? Of those from Manhattan that have gone on to state? The first. The first? Yep. And if our listeners could have seen the, the smile, she had this little sheepish look, and, <laughs> and it's just like, oh, my goodness. Shalise, that's, uh, that says an awful lot about you to be the first from Manhattan to be Kansas Youth of the Year. Congratulations. Thank you. We'd like to get a little, a little bit more about you. So if you can give us a background, I understand you come from a military family. Yes. Um, my parents are both immigrants, so they came from Jamaica in the 80s. And after that, um, living with their families, um, going through their hardships that they went to first getting here, um, they both joined the military. And they actually, instead of meeting in Jamaica when they both came from there, and they actually lived relatively close to each other while they were in Jamaica. Um, but they actually met in Germany at their second duty stations, and um, that was history. After that, 
they've moved to different places. They've lived in Virginia, Texas, here, of course, and we just kind of stayed here. A lot of military families, especially retirees, refer to Manhattan and this area as kind of a place that you just get comfortable and you just stay. So that's what we did. What does your family like to do for fun? At the moment, we like to watch a lot of Survivor. At the dinner table, <laughs> that's the first thing we put on. Uh-huh. And you also have a couple of older brothers. I do. Um, they are twins. They are 29 now. One of them lives in Kansas City, and the other one still lives here. Well, we're learning a lot about the, the Carter family, but we're going to learn more about uh, the Shalise Carter aspect of our Carter family story here. And uh, you started uh, coming to the Manhattan schools beginning with ninth grade. Yes. But you were a student at Fort Riley before you started attending schools in Manhattan. Right. I went to preschool on Fort Riley. I went to Custer Hill Elementary School, which sadly has been torn down since, and it hurts my heart. Um, And after that, I went to Fort Riley Middle School, and then I came to Manhattan High. What have you liked most about studying in the Manhattan schools? I like the opportunity and how many different subject areas there are to study. Um, There's something for everybody, whether it's academically or you find it within a club experience or an athletic experience. Um, I find that the diversity of interests at Manhattan is so great. Like if you like anime, there's an anime club for you. If you're into the environment, there's stuff for that. If you're into political issues, there's stuff for that there. Um, And there's classes you can take regarding those subjects as well. Maybe not for anime, but there's classes that you can take that will fit your interests. What were some of your favorite subjects while you were a Manhattan High student? Definitely anatomy and physiology, genetics, biology, and I also really love math. So calculus, um, those were definitely my favorite subjects. So you're a really smart young lady. Some people say so. (laughs) Now, you just graduated with honors from Manhattan High earlier in May. And it sounds like that was just a a wonderful experience for you. Yes, it was. I was very happy to get to walk the stage. Let's talk a bit about uh, a decision that you made here just uh, a few days ago. Mm -hmm. Going to college. Now, you had a 4.5 GPA. Just about, yeah. Just about, which I find mesmerizing that anybody could get to that point. And your interest in, and I guess we can just probably say science and math, put you on a career path and uh, getting you some opportunities, a lot of prestigious colleges in the U.S. Tell us about the application process that you went through. It was stressful, to say the least. Um, Going through online school and then having to do applications on top of it, um, just for future reference, anybody who's going through the application process, I would say to start early and not wait till the last minute like I did. But I ended up applying to 12 schools. Some of them, most of them required essays, actually. Um, There was only one that I applied to that didn't require any essays. So I spent a lot of time writing, um, editing, sending them off to people to, you know, make sure my ideas came through clearly. There was, my first deadline was in October. Then the ones after that were early December and then early January. So I sent those all off and ended up receiving nine acceptances and three wait lists. Now, you made an announcement here the other day of your intentions to attend one of those universities where you were accepted. And from what I saw, it was kind of of like almost, you know, these guys and gals that are getting athletic scholarships and you have all these people gathered around. 
and and I believe you did it on video as well. Tell us about your choice and and what led you to that decision. So I did decide on going to Yale University this fall. Um, what kind of led me to that decision? Of course, they were all great choices, and I wouldn't have applied to them had they not fit my interests. But it came down to um, looking at location um, because I have a lot of family in the Northeast area, so I was looking at which places would be closer there, or if I was thinking about going somewhere in the Midwest, thinking about the proximity to my family here, um, the life in that area, whether I would have things to do, places to enrich my education, um, and just to enrich my experience. Um, and also, the not necessarily quality of education, because they all have really very good quality of education, but just looking at which classes that each school offered that fit my interests. So um, it got to a point where I was between Princeton and Yale. They're both around the same area, very good quality of education. Um, but Yale actually has this major, it's called the history of medicine, and it really fit my interest because I'm very, um, not only do I want to become a dermatologist, but I'm also interested in the history of medicine and the um, the disparities that have been integrated within medicine in the history of America. So just looking at the class list of that major and seeing the opportunities that I would have to enrich that side of my interests, um, it kind of sold me on that. I want to just kind of jump back a little bit and ask, you know, you, uh, your parents uh, are from Jamaica. Yes. Do you still have family there? Yes, I do have quite a bit of family in Jamaica. We try to go back and visit every two years or so, um, but COVID kind of put a wrench in that. COVID put a lot of wrenches in a lot of things. <laughs> Did that affect your application process? In some ways, a lot of colleges made it test optional, although I still did go take the ACT and submit my score for that. There were some things that I didn't have to do, like subject tests. Um, I didn't have to submit those because I didn't get as much of a chance as I wanted to to practice with those. There was a place on applications to describe how COVID has affected you. So in those spaces, I made sure to put that I was in online school, like many other kids are, um, and just say that it's been an adjustment to be in online school. I, I made the choice to stay remote this entire year. So it was, well, I've said it before, but it was an adjustment. So Yeah. Do you feel that that gave you as much opportunity or maybe, maybe even more opportunity to expand your studies? Online school, it was really all you made of it. So there were some times where you had what you would consider free time, but you needed to take a break. You know, sitting in front of a screen all day is not the most exciting thing. So maybe you needed to go lay down and take a nap, or maybe you decided to um, read a book or research a topic or fill out scholarship applications. So there are definitely some areas where I felt like I had uh, more of an opportunity to get things done where I wouldn't have had if I was in school the entire time, as well as sometimes where I was able to go to work earlier at Boys and Girls Club that I wouldn't have been able to had I been in school. So different things. Do you have an idea of where, upon your graduation completion of your education uh, to be a dermatologist, where you would like to settle down and begin your practice? Uh, not yet. I don't know yet. I you have... just figured out where you're going to go to college. I mean, that's <laughs> right. that's a loaded question right there. Yeah, I was thinking Texas, um, but I'm not exactly sure. I'm still, you know, looking around. 
This is the GMCF Podcast, and thank you for joining us today. The GMCF Podcast is sponsored by the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation, and it's produced by AdAstraCast.com in downtown Manhattan, Kansas, a locally-based podcast producer where we provide you updates on our nonprofit community. And remember to check out uh, the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation's website at mcfks.org. Alyssa, just a, a couple of questions here. What is involved in the Boys and Girls Club's efforts to have someone become prepared to be the youth of the year. What what kind of activities do you have them involved in? Definitely. So at our teen programming, um, especially like even at our EMS and AMS middle school locations, and then for teen nights, we focus a lot on leadership development, whether that's our Keystone program, which is primarily for character development and community service, or even just programs that focus on how to be financially work with your money, like money matters or positive action. How do you make positive decisions? What does that look like? All those programs, they all kind of encompass just pretty much like what am I going to do to be who I want to be? Um, so that's kind of what we focus on is like, who do you want to be like in this life? Do you do you want to make something of your life? Do you you want to make the decisions that are going to help you make the better um, preparations? You know, Do you want to stop those um, come generational curses, those things that are holding you back? Do you want those opportunities? Because, you know, when they come through our doors, we have a very much like a, you can come as you are and we will get you to where you need to get, but you got to come to the program. Like that's how it happens. And it's a whole team effort because it's not just even Mike, even other people, um, within the Boys and Girls Club, it's everybody helping all the teens because we want them to aspire to be whatever they want to be, whether it's a dermatologist, whether it's going straight into the workforce. Like, if you have the drive to do it, we want to help, you know, push your passion into it. I bet it is also extremely rewarding when you have someone like a Shalice Carter who comes through and that star just seems to shine, probably has for for several years through the Boys and Girls Club. It's so crazy to like sit here and like say she's the Kansas Youth of the Year. And I've only been working with Boys and Girls Club for four years. So like it was so crazy to hear like her name. Like when we were both sitting there when they announced it and we just looked at each other because we were like, oh, my gosh, that's your name. (laughs) And we got so excited. So it's a great opportunity. I'm so like glad like uh, these past four years we've been able to like focus into that and like actually like say like we're actually doing something right here. Like because some days it's hard. There are some nights where it's like. I don't know if I'm we're making any difference like in these kids lives and to like see like that something came out of it was it was very rewarding and I'm very happy. She's Alyssa Beccaro, the director of Clubhouse Services and does a lot of work uh, uh, with uh, the teenage uh, population that attends uh, the Manhattan Boys and Girls Club. And Shalise Carter, the Manhattan Youth of the Year, now the Kansas Youth of the Year, soon to be regional National and Global Youth of the Year. <laughs> Maybe speaking a little bit out of turn, but I don't care. It just seems like to be only appropriate. How did you get involved first with the Boys and Girls Club? My friend, um, I'm going to name drop here, Nasa. <laughs> she invited me on a field trip to go to a haunted house in Kansas City with the Boys and Girls Club. And it was a really fun experience. Just upon arriving, you had this like bum rush of people come to greet me and ask what my name was, you know, where I went to school, just get to know me immediately. Um, I made a lot of new friends as soon as I got here, and it was just a place that you wanted to stay once you got here. And the field trip itself was really fun, made a lot of memories. What are some of the things that you've enjoyed most about being a member of the Boys and Girls Club of Manhattan? Mostly just having a safe space to talk um, and be myself. I've never felt like I had to hide anything from anybody at the Boys and Girls Club. Um, because it's just such a such a 
inclusive place that you just feel free to be yourself. And that's been the best part of my two years being there. Let's talk a little bit about uh, inspirations because someone that, uh, you know, your age, there are a lot of people that have impacted you. You had a, a friend that got you involved in the Boys and Girls Club. What about some people that have inspired you while you've been at Fort Riley or Manhattan? Um, in terms of education, I would have to say my aunt because when my parents, they were, they were of course, in the military, so they would have deployments that they'd have to go on or um, they'd have times where they'd be in the field. So during those times, my aunt would come from Jamaica and would watch my brothers and I, or during the day when my parents would go to work, my aunt would be at home with me and another neighbor that I had at the time. And um, from a very young age, she would teach us to have a love of education. So we had like limited TV time, we would maybe get an hour of Dora or whatever else was on. And then it'd be math, so learning addition. And I actually think she taught me multiplication at that time as well, but I later forgot it. Um, Learning to read, I believe I was like two and a half when I learned to read. So just really getting a start on it early. So for education, definitely my aunt as my inspiration. Have there been any um, writers or uh, musicians, singers, songwriters, uh, actors that have inspired you? Um. I would definitely say I take inspiration from a lot of places, even if I don't like outwardly say this person is my inspiration. I look at people who are where I'd like to be, and I'm like, wow. And so I'll look into that story, or I will, you know, educate myself on what what steps that they took, and maybe see how I can model that, or how I can, you know, take that with a grain of salt and make my own path with it. So definitely taking inspirations from a lot of places is. Um, instrumental in getting where you want to be. Alyssa commented about how the two of you were listening in or watching in, I guess is probably on a Zoom type format when it was announced that you were the Kansas Youth of the Year. How did that make you feel? I was incredibly surprised. Um, I was happy, of course, but mostly surprised because I'm a person, and it sounds insane for me to say this, but it's not that I don't believe in myself, it's that I prepare myself for the worst. So when good things happen, um, it's kind of a shock to me and it doesn't fully process. So as I was sitting there and they said my name, I I was just shocked. And I looked at Miss Alyssa. I didn't even say anything at first. So I just looked at her and I kind of let her reaction, you know, model mine. And it was just it was a very good experience. I was happy for myself, but also happy that I had been through the experience and just happy for what I had learned through the experience as well. Now you have the regional competition coming up. Yes. Are you doing any specific preparation for it? Mostly just looking over the speech that I wrote, seeing where I can um, make it better, maybe not tweak it too much, um, just because I do have to memorize it and make sure that I still know Um, the gist of my speech and not changing the message at all, but just seeing how I can make that speech more impactful and also working on interview skills. So kind of things like this where I get to talk to people and make sure my personality shines through in my responses. Hopefully I'm doing it. You're doing fine. (laughs) An okay job. You're doing just well. Yeah. Yeah. But just, you know, things like that, speaking in front of people in general, um, Miss Alyssa and Miss Pam have been doing a 
and Mr. Trent have also been doing a great job of getting me to speak in certain spaces and setting things up like that so I get comfortable with it and used to it. So just things like that have been helpful in preparing. You're very polite and respectful, aren't you? I'm, I think so. <laughs> well, Miss Alyssa and Miss Pam and Mr. Trent and, and, and I'm Mr. Dave. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's, that's something that there are a lot of people that feel that young people that are in your age range aren't as respectful. And I know that that's something that is very important at the Boys and Girls Club is to treat people, whether they be somebody on staff or all the youngsters there, that they need to be treated with respect and appreciation. Does that that move you as and inspire you somewhat? It does, especially getting to work with some of the other kids. Like Miss Alyssa is the person who's working with me, and then I in turn get to work with other um, other kids. So at my site, Lee, I work with kindergarten, first grade, um, all the way up till third grade, really. Um, and just getting to hear those kids' stories and talk with them just makes you realize that they are, they really are just tiny humans, you know, and you have to cultivate their creativity, their curiosity, um, but also just making sure that you instill good values in them also. Um, some of them don't have the best home lives, so you make sure that when they're at the club, they have the best time of their life. Um, and making sure that along with having the best time of your life, you learn boundaries, you learn respect, you learn um, cooperation, and all those good life skills that you need to be a successful person. Sounds like you're also learning a lot about leadership. Yes, definitely. That's something that's going to be very important for you at Yale and, and in your future as a dermatologist. Yeah. Um, leadership, I've always been type a type of quiet person. I would say I've always had leadership skills, but they weren't like overt, like I'm the leader of this group project, everybody listen to me. It was more of... Um, There's a difference between leadership and being bossy. Right, right. My leadership style is more of a quiet leadership where I am there for everybody and I make sure that everybody knows that I am, um, I am a resource that you can use. When you don't know, maybe that's an area where I can step in. When I don't know, maybe that's an area where you can step in and help me. So just making sure that you integrate cooperation in any space that you're in has just been, um, it's been a good lesson to learn while I've been here. Shalise, is there going to be a, an entourage that is going to follow you around with the regional and then the national, should you get that far? Just really Miss Alyssa and uh, Miss Pam and Mr. Trent just continuing to coach me and then my family supporting me, okay. things like that. All right. Well, we wish you well, whether it's in the, the regional competition and, of course, at Yale University. That's got to be exciting, and I bet your parents just may be a little bit on the on the proud side, right? Yes, definitely. Just a little bit. Elizabeth Carroll, thank you so much for uh, coming in and joining us and introducing us to Shalice and, and the work that you do at the Boys and Girls Club. I know it's got to be extremely rewarding, especially when you have someone like the Shalices of the world that, that can really be a role model for future youngsters that come through the program. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us here and giving us this opportunity to just even share this story. So thank you so much. Absolutely. It's a great story to tell. Shalice, good luck. Best wishes. We just want all the good things for you and, and preparing for the worst, but getting the best in your life. Thank you so much. Our thanks today to Elizabeth Carroll, the Director of Clubhouse Services at the Manhattan Boys and Girls Club, and Shalise Carter, the Manhattan Youth of the Year and the Kansas Youth of the Year for the Boys and Girls Club. 
like to send out a special thanks to Trent Jones, who is the uh, director of the Boys and Girls Club, and uh, helping us uh, getting this arranged to tell you the story of our Manhattan and Kansas Youth of the Year, Shalise Carter. If you'd like to find out more about the Manhattan Boys and Girls Club, their website's simple. bgclubmanhattan.com You can stop by their uh, facilities downtown and you'll be able to learn out more about how the Boys and Girls Club can help those that may be in your family. We'd like to thank you today for joining us for the GMCF podcast. We're available on Spotify and Amazon and over a couple of dozen podcast providers. And be sure to subscribe or follow along with the GMCF podcast. I'm your host and producer on behalf of the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. And until next time, best wishes to you and yours.